This podcast is sponsored by Hibu, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider, helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing, and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfill your ambitions with Hibu. Three Peeps in a Podcast, Robin's Review. City have taken us to Holland back this week. Nigel Pearson said after the game, if we play like that every time that we play, we will win a lot of games. And I completely agree with that. It was a good point on the road. Great endeavour. We worked well as a team. Better team selection for me too. 19 shots, six shots on target after only three in the previous three league games. Lee's three words were much better watch. And Matt is with me. Matt, you went all the way up to Hull after being imbued. So lots of miles travelled for you this week. Fantastic commitment. But question is, why such a vast improvement from six days ago? Yeah, morning, mate. Um, I think commitment, tempo. I think Naismith at the back gives you something slightly different in terms of the way that he passes the ball. And I also thought that a number of players stepped up. Naki Wells had a really good game. And Jason Knight in particular was excellent. Um, in fact, the mid, I thought the midfield was excellent. Um, so, yeah, all, all in all, um, it made the the six-hour trip up there because um, traffic was a nightmare. The coaches, it was exactly the same. Um, slightly shorter trip coming home, uh, but it made it worthwhile. You know, when you see... I think it, it highlights something I think Nigel Pearson said recently. As a fan, I don't expect to win every game. But when I see a committed performance like that, I go away happy. Mm. Now, even even had we lost last night, I would have still gone away more content than Encouraged. probably. Yeah, more probably more so than the Preston game where we got a point because last night we played really, really well and deserved it. So, uh, yeah, it was it was it was a really encouraging performance patch. Yeah, well said. Okay, let's do our check in then, Matt. So obviously you got in it two three o'clock in the morning and it's now 10 a.m saturday morning so i imagine yep. you're a little bit jaded but very uh, jaded yeah how are you feeling <laughs> out of 10 uh, again because it has such a bearing on me i'm i'm a good eight mate Poss- possibly if we did half it would be eight and a half so i'm i'm more a nine than an eight um yeah because it as i say it you know it was it was an enjoyable evening a hell of a way to go for a bank holiday so 408 made it and created actually a really good atmosphere it was it was a, it was a good night it was a good night and holds a, a ground i actually do really like going to so yeah it was it was a good night so i'm i'm a good eight okay i'll uh i'll up you on that i'm going for a nine um wow. obviously really liked uh, friday night games when you're yeah you know when you've got a whole weekend ahead of you and you put in a good performance um and it's a bank holiday as well so add that into the mix so yeah I, i'm gonna go for a nine got um got a few things planned for the weekend and had a good day yesterday so i'll go nine let's bring in our guest it's halftime rob rob how are you at 10 sir yeah good morning um thanks for having me on again I, i'd say i'm a good good solid eight um really encouraged again like math from uh from last night um and also uh, personally, um, with the old RB spoke quizzes, um, have managed to um, get an, an arrangement to start doing quizzes at the Windmill Inn in Portishead, and that was uh, had a really nice meeting with the the landlord there last night. So that's uh, that was a really positive start to the weekend as well. And that was obviously the power of the podcast having the advert at halftime, Rob. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks very much. Good stuff. Right. <laughs> well covered. Uh, so 
let's talk first of all we've got a few messages first of all and a few things to read out so yesterday was chris garland's funeral um which i actually watched uh, at the cooper's arms there was a stream there with a with a good crowd in to watch that and pay their respects to chris garland a uh, fantastic poem written and delivered by his son adam um which was which was fantastic so yeah obviously that's uh, definitely one to mention so rest in peace chris garland and then obviously tributes have been flooding in this week to lisa fillingham uh senior sales executive 25 years service to the club um will be missed by so many the club statement we're deeply saddened that our friend and colleague lisa fillingham has passed away after a short illness for almost 25 years lisa was the life and soul for those who have worked with city ashton gate and across the Bristol Sport Group. Lisa will be remembered by friends, colleagues and fans for her friendliness, willingness to help others. Our hearts go out to her family at this tragic time. We love you, Lisa. So, yeah, our, our sincere condolences to Lisa's family and friends. Um, and then a couple more bits of news from this week. Obviously, Matt, we uh, made a sign-in. So Taylor Gardner-Hickman came in from West Brom uh, on a loan initially with an option to buy. So your thoughts on that sign-in? Yeah, it was one bit left field, wasn't it? Um, and I think when you you see a, a fellow championship club um, loaning a player out, albeit with a a, um, a permanent transfer, um, you know, if, if if all parties are happy with the the loan and we've agreed a fee, which is very much a Mark Ashton way of doing things in the past, wasn't it? Um, you kind of, you know, I'll be honest, I've I've heard the name, didn't know a huge amount about him. Um, but I've then sort of seen numerous comments from from mates of ours who've got West Brom fans from the forums, and all seems really, really positive. And what I would say, um, having listened to him, really like the way that he comes across. Um, for a youngster, seems very, very, um, you know, mature and and knows what his, his, his game's about. And then when he came on last night, Patch, um, you could see the composure that he had. You know, he was coming on it at 1-1, coming into that right-back position. I think I certainly make a bit of a thing about utility players, and I'd like to see assigned specialists. Um, But I think probably at the moment, with the injuries that we've got, actually having some of these utility players is standing us in good stead. So, yeah, I I, I think it's a a really good sign in early days, but I really like the way that he comes across and, and last night his first showing was, was really good. Yeah, no, very good. And we'll come on to, on to his, uh, his role uh, last night, a bit later on. Uh, Rob, you can take this one, a 50th club appearance for George Tanner. How would you surmise that 50 appearances? Um, I think, I, I think that George is just solid. I would say, um, it, I wouldn't say he's torn up trees or anything like that, but, you know, sometimes you just need a fullback to be a fullback, and he will certainly know that if if asked to, that he probably needs to be more of an attacking threat. But that that's not necessarily in the tool bag that he started with, so he can develop that o- over time. First and foremost, as a fullback, his role is to defend, and as I said, he, he's a pretty steady Eddie. He won't necessarily get you eights and nines, but. Sixes and sevens in a team team performance are fine, um, so I think he can be uh, pretty pleased, and you know he's he's accomplished his what he has in the fifty games. I think Matt, he's you know um, he's Sorry. someone who's obviously has got a lot of um, pedigree, and yeah. he was at Man United. And when I when I googled George um, on on Friday, trying to find a picture. 
uh, so I didn't actually, I forgot that he was at Man United as a as a boy. Yeah, no, um, yeah, this is a youth then went to Carlisle. Um, it's funny, Rob, your your comment there about the six and the sevens and not the eights and the nines. I said that exact phrase last night to someone. <laughs> um, I feel a bit bad talking about his 50th appearance because he got a roast in last night. I thought I thought he had a really poor game, George Tanner. Um, he was constantly too far inside of his man that allowed that. You know, we used to do that a couple of seasons back where it always seemed that leave your winger out wide and your, your midfielder can ping it or your fullback can ping it across the field and he's got all the time in the world to bring it down, do what he wants with it and then run at you. It was like that last night. Um, I would have made the change earlier um, than we did. Um, and in fact, I was talking about potentially putting Sykes there um, and, and bringing Cornick on. And I'm glad we didn't. I'm glad we went the way that we did. Um, but yeah, I agree with Rob. I think George is what he is um, and is still young. And it's mm. still, yes, it's his fifth disappearance, but in the championship, you know, he, he's young and having to learn a different trade from that point of view. So he will, I think he will get better, but I do think like Rob, he's, he's probably going to be one of those Mr. Dependables, probably a bit, a bit like Cole Skews. Never used to get like massive nine games from Cole, but he was dependable and you knew what you got, didn't you? So yeah, but okay. great, great credit for him. Uh, before we get into the team selection, Matt, I think you've got a few shout-outs of your own. Yeah, so there's a, a couple of charity gate games and days. Um, so there's one on Sunday, and we've mentioned it before, but it's in aid of suicide prevention um, and in our, in honour sorry, of Corey Leeworthy. So it's on Sunday, um, 27th of August, at 12.30 kickoff at Bocco um, FC, which is Greenbank Road in Hannam. Um, and it's the old Plough FC versus Corey's Boys FC. Uh, there's a football match, Banksy Castle, disco, food and drinks raffle. Um, I was talking to Corey's dad, Paul, yesterday, um, and he was saying that Ian Holloway will be there and is even going to put his boots on. Um, Paul was saying he wasn't sure if Ollie would get in the team. Uh, <laughs> a mate of mine, a mate of mine, is playing. Um, so, yeah, great, great cause. It was a, a real shock with Corey, um, but Paul's put a huge amount of effort in. So um, I hope that all goes well. And uh, as I say, it's a, for a, a brilliant cause. Cool. So um, the, um, get me the, uh, if there's a poster or something, we'll stick that on the Twitter. Yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we'll do. Um, and then the other one, sorry, it's on Sunday at Bocco. All right. Um, okay. Which is Greenbank Road. Yeah. And then on Monday, um, Cadbury Heath is celebrating the life of Terry Mitchell. Um, who's a legend at, at Cadbury Heath. Um, so that they've got a, a Bristol City versus Bristol Rovers legends game. Um, they'll have a bar, barbecue, um, live music, um, and yeah, I, I I don't know Terry, my um, nephew plays for Cadbury Heath now, but yeah, so it's it's the McCarthy Marland ground, um, and it's Monday as I say from one pm uh, with a kickoff at two pm. Um, tickets five pound for adults, three pound for children. So yeah, Brilliant. excellent. Lots of football to be watched there. Then uh, right, let's get into the starting lineup. So there are three changes. Dickey obviously enforced through suspension. Mehmeti and Cornick coming out. Uh, Naismith, Sykes and Wells in. So we lined up O'Leary and then right to left, Tanner, Viner, Naismith, Pring. And then Williams and James holding. Knight just in front, Sykes on the right, Bell on the left and Wells up top. Interesting thing for me, Matt, initially on that, was only eight substitutes named. Yeah, I think there was even less um, at the Birmingham game, wasn't there? Um, I, d- I didn't count them, I've got to be honest, but I'm sure um, 
again that we, we didn't fill the bench. Um, if, if you want to play conspiracy theories, is that Nigel Pearson making a point about injuries and squad? But then Nigel also talks about wanting a, you know, a, a sort of small squad, a, a, a compact squad. Um, I actually always think, wouldn't that be good experience for a young lad? So why wouldn't you just have a young lad on, on the bench? You know, we've got your bow on there. Um, stick another young lad out of the academy on there just to give him that match day experience. Um, and who knows? Um, so, yeah, a li- little li- li- bit of a surprise for me, Patch, that. Okay. Rob, I really like that team selection last night. I-, I-, I expected Naismith to come in in that position because I think Pring is best off out on in the left-back position because there was talk of him tucking in and Roberts coming into his slot. Um, and then Wells back up top with Bell out wide and Sykes on the right. For me, that is probably, um, you know, with without any people coming back in through people that are injured, probably our best starting 11 for me. Yeah, I certainly agree up top. Um, I, th- I think there's just that that little bit more mobility uh, and cohesion with, with the three like they were. I think we all recognise that Bell was a bit overexposed by playing down the middle last game. Um, yes, I, I agree with keeping it simple in terms of Naismith and we could have got cute. I, I do like Cam as a centre-half, but I think he's one of those that operates better as a one of a three rather than one of a two. Um, so I think there's the, the subtle nuance there. Um, harsh on Roberts because obviously I think he hasn't put a foot wrong yet, but he's just got to wait his time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as as last night showed later in the game, he can even come on in a more advanced position if, if need be as well. The midfield, I think with what's been happening recently, uh, that's the, the area that I've been mostly concerned with. Um, so I kind of saw that maybe there was the potential for Williams of the three to drop out um, and Garden Hickman actually come into the starting eleven there. You know, as we know, when we talked about earlier, he came on at right back. I don't know what his best position will be, and I think we we've got the same question marks about McCrory. Ultimately, will they be midfielders or will they be right backs? Um, but yeah, apart from that, and I agree with Math that Naismith at the back does definitely give you something different. I think the only question I would have is, do you lose something if you, and I, I realised last night we didn't have a choice, but do you lose something if you play Naismith and Viner, who both like to play more football from the back, but without sort of the the hard man, first ball, ball winning, you know, no-nonsense stopper, which I think mm. your Atkinsons and your Dickies are more of. Yeah, so that'd be interesting just to know that balance going forward. Yeah, it's an interesting one, Matt, isn't it? Obviously, Dickie's back for Tuesday night. So for me, uh, I would put Naismith in for Williams and Dickie in for Naismith. uh, And that would be my starting 11. Yeah, and and, um, Gardner Hickman's cup tighter can't play. So um, I can see that. Um, I thought Joe Williams had a good game last night. I thought him and and Matty James. in that kind of central pivot, if you like, played well together. Joe got forward quite a bit, um, but it also allows Knight to do what he does. Um, the Naismith one's an interesting one, and, and Rob makes a really good point, because um, when we talk about the goal, I think 
for, for them, a ball, first ball winning centre half, the ball doesn't then get where it got to. Um, but Naismith, he, he just, he pings passes. He hit one last night with his right foot that was just mm. sublime. Sam Bell, um, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was it was absolutely perfect. Um and and I was listening to Gary Arrow's talk. Um Naismith trusts his own ability. So as fans, we might get a little bit, oh, what's he taking a touch there or why has he done a <laughs> Cruyff turn? But that's the way he plays. And um I think there was a lot of positive um certainly at the start of last season. We we talked about it, Patch, that you kind of almost forgave the mistakes he made because of the positive elements to his game that he brought. If he can just cut out some of those obvious mistakes, then I, I see him playing centre half. Um, I think it, that that's he he's openly said that himself that that's his, his best position. But the Dickey you, well, at is the an expense of one. yeah, at the expense well, that's of it. and Viner because they've been our sort of star players, haven't they? Really? Yes. Yeah, I mean, Zach last night his his passing was a little bit off again at times. But a bit like with Naismith, he's trying to do the right thing, but sometimes it was a bit telegraphed last night. Um, so I think Zach definitely starts for me. And, and probably, like you say, I probably would go Dickey coming straight back in um, and Naismith going in for, for Joe Williams for the cup game. I don't know what he will then do for the weekend. That will be the interesting one with Swansea. Yeah, it's always an interesting one with these cup games because I think we had four changes um, yeah. from in the Oxford game but obviously Norwich slightly different proposition so well and, and, and you've got with what happened during the game with with Andy Vyman and then Mark Sykes going off as well you, you know Sykes he seemingly had a fitness test last week mm. um, went off might have been cramped last night couldn't really see um, but certainly went off with a knock stroke injury so you don't, you, I mean, Andy Vom is definitely not going to be available. No. You probably wouldn't risk Sykes. And so you're then back to probably the youngsters that you've got on the bench, aren't you? And, you know, Norwich are a good team, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. It's a game probably we could have done without this week. If it was the week after, it might mm. have, you know, been better suited. Okay, right, let's get to the minutes then. So first minute, I've got a note here. Zach Viner bursts out of the box and covers about 30, 40 yards, taken on a couple of players, feeds Sam Bell, who cross crosses, but the cross is cut out. So we've seen that, Rob, a lot of times from people like Rob Atkinson and, you know, Adam Webster going back even further. But we don't often see that marauding forward run from, from Zach Viner, and it was great to see. Yeah, uh, well, I, I think he does have it in him. Um, it, it still comes back to this point that we've, we've just been talking about. We do have defenders that are willing to take those risks. And I, I think if the mantra is to encourage those players to do it, then we've got to embrace it and we've got to know what the drill is in terms of those that cover. Because, yeah. you know, you, you'd rather have them trying and failing than being conservative and boring. Um, but we just need to accept that it isn't going to come off every time. And therefore, we need, as I said, we need to be well drilled on the cover. Hmm. Um, it was a bright start. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Ninth minute, Matt. James Ball over the top. Williams is upended and the whole player booked. And then the James free kick is good to the back post. Knight meets it well with a header, but it isn't quite on target. And uh, that's the first real note there of Jason Knight's involvement. And 
he headed the he got his head on the ball a fair few times last night and for for someone who isn't probably over six foot but he, he's getting up and really battling for those headers um we saw what a good player Jason Knight was last night and yeah you, you're right patch not not only those attacking headers and and he we'll talk about one um in the second half but defensively as well he puts his head in um in the midfield he he, he flicks the ball on well he wins it'd be interesting to see the percentage of aerial challenges that he wins because it it feels like he's he's very much in credit um so yeah it was a, i i personally thought that was set up all day long for a Naismith um cross into the box mm. that left footed one to sort of swing it in rather than the the, the Matty James one going out but yeah he he, he did well night 16th minute, it's 1-0 to Hull. The ball goes upfield and Naismith gets the wrong side of his man, loses the ball. Zach Viner doesn't cut out the cross from Delap, and then Tufan is unmarked to score. And Naismith and another defender were, were quite close, but not tight enough, Rob, in that instance. And it was a real... It was a real deflating moment because we were we were in the game and then you could just see Hull turning it on a little bit and getting their rewards straight away. Yeah, I, I think I think the um, like you say, very deflating. Not necessarily on what we then saw after, because that will readdress the balance. But at that time, mm. my my feeling was, oh no, we we've had we've had sort of this opening threat, but we've not really created anything substantial. They get one glimmer of hope, and they've they've cut us open with a really incisive move, and and it's kind of feeling like. That's the bit we're missing. Now, as I said, as the game goes on, as we'll know, we actually showed up better in that respect. But at the time on what we'd seen in the first few games where we really couldn't create anything, it just goes to show that how well a good, well-drilled team can... And, and that, you know, from their point of view, they won the ball, they played all the right passes, they played it at pace, the movement was good, and it was a good finish. Yeah. But we were exposed. Um, because of the mistake, I guess. It, it's one of those, Rob, um, and I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you, but in terms of being incisive, I, I get it that it was kind of a, a quick move, but when you, when you dissect it, and I thought it at the time, and then when I've watched it back this morning, it's a hoof ball out of defence, really. Naismith, I don't, I mean, they, they had the lap, and I'm assuming the lap's on loan. Is it a Man City, the yeah, lap? Yeah. Um, but for me, the sort of player that, I don't think we've got in our squad, certainly with Tommy not being in there, can hold it up physical. Um, whether he gives Naismith a little bit of a nudge or what, but Naismith's under the ball, and that's that bit around the Rob Dickey. Rob Dickey wins that. I've got no doubt in my mind Rob Dickey wins that header. And then when the ball gets played out wide, I've watched two fans run, two fans on the halfway line. Joe Williams tracks the run all the way. He's in front of it but then just doesn't know where Tufan is. So he kind of then goes to mark a space. Tufan's completely free. Viner doesn't go out and shut the ball down early enough. He allows him yeah. to run, to run. Then he actually dives in a little bit. Um, and, and how often do you see defenders dive in and they don't make it and the ball comes across? But absolutely, Rob, what we miss in our team, um, and even last night up until the one moment, that, that cross, perfect cross. Mm, Two yeah. fans had to do nothing. All the pace was on the ball, find the target. Max had no chance. But no. defensively, I thought it was a really poor goal to concede. Yeah. 
Okay, 26 minutes. Sam Bell gets a shot away on his right foot from about 20 yards. I think Wells can probably see that it's going wide, tries to sort of control it, and that falls to, to Sykes uh, quite nicely, and he lashes it over, Matt. So he just he came at it a bit late, and the defender did enough to put him off, but he should be getting his head over that and drilling that home. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's six yards out, isn't he? And, and Nigel Pearson talked about it afterwards. Um, he's He's got a score. He's got, well, he's got to at least hit the target. Um, it was, I mean, what I will say is Hull were throwing their bodies at everything last night defensively. Um, and you're right, Patch, it, it, it did put him off, but he's got a score. Yeah, he's got a score. Yeah. Okay. 29th minute, Naismith pings one out to Sykes, whose cross is good to Wells. Um, and he shoots, but it's going on target and well blocked. So another opportunity there. Uh, 31st minute, it's Joe Williams' turn to blaze over this time. It's a loose ball, which Wells latches onto, hits it hard and low, and the keeper parries it out to Williams, and he's leaning back, and it goes over. So a little bit of uh, shooting practice regard re- required there in training. Get your head over the ball and drill it hard and low for me. Um, yeah, I mean, Pat's minute- just, just on that one. It's an open goal. Yeah, the, the keeper's dived. If, that one is an say, open goal as well. If, yeah, if, yeah. If, if he if he gets his head over the ball, he scores, and and he and he knows that. I mean, as or I even say, pass Pearson, it into the net. Yeah, yeah. Pearson says afterwards that we missed two sitters, and those were those two two chances. Yeah, hundred percent, and and exactly that, Matt. It is worth emphasising both were open goals technically. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, 36 minute lovely bit of skill from Knight as he turns away from his man feed Sykes it's another good cross in but comes to nothing and that bit of skill Matt from Jason Knight I think it was a Cruyff turn get get away from his man and he just gets his head down and just just runs doesn't he and and runs towards goal as well it, it's um, last night watching him it was just incredible the energy that he had um, you know, he was he was all over the pitch last night. Um, and I, I, I'd said before that I think he's a, a, a Josh Brainhill type of player. Um, and last night was very much that kind of performance. Um, yeah, it was. And he's clever as well. There was in one of the games, I don't know if it was the Brum or the Preston game or the Millwall game comes to that. Um, he just let the ball come across him and the defender just didn't, you know, just completely bamboozled by it. So he, he's a really, really talented player. I think we've got a real gem there. I really do. We're really up in the pace now, up in the ante. As uh, 37th minute, Rob, was, you know, a series of incidents. I probably haven't covered them all, but Spring fires one across with pace at the keeper. He parries it away. Knight shots blocked. Tanner's shots blocked. Yeah. Almost on the line, that one. And then Knight tries to get another shot away. It was a great period of pressure. Um, and then there was a bit of a penalty shout just after that as well, when Wells jumped and uh, sort of he gets obstructed, nudged, whatever you want to call it. But a real period of sustained pressure for a good minute or two there. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. It's, um, I think... It's interesting you hear on Sky and stuff when they do the Prem games about riding out periods. And obviously after we we conceded, we were on the rack for about five, ten minutes. But we did exactly that. We stayed in the game and then we came again. And and I totally agree. We really started getting up ahead of steam. And, and you could argue that we pretty much carried on for the rest of the, the game, to be honest. Um, but that was a... Yeah, it showed it showed showed a bit of um, kahunas, shall we say, to uh, sort of yeah. stick with it and and stick with our our plan, 
dig deep and then come again and give turn them around. And yeah, you're right, Patch. It was a, a really good sustained period. Matt, you said earlier on about Hull throwing their bodies in the way and that for that minute or two, they absolutely had to do that. Great credit to them, yeah. Um, and I'm I'm sure, I don't know if it was Rob actually that mentioned it um, last night, but um, they've got a young lad from Bristol playing for them, haven't they? Is it Alfie Jones? Yeah, Long after, yeah. apparently. Um, yeah, yeah, looked, looked accomplished player. Um, but yeah, they... they you, you can't be critical. And, and, and funny, I've put something in... Um, on X this morning. Is that what we now say rather than Twitter? For now. Um, I put something on X that it, it on Sky it showed we had 19 shots, five on target, seven Six. off target. Six on yeah, target. Sky says five. Oh, right. Um, okay. On Sky Sports. Um, five on target, seven off target. And I'm like, well, what, what happened to the other seven then? Um, <laughs> and that's blocks. Yeah. But what, yeah. what I don't know, Rob, and you might know this because I, I, I'd ask Fevs. Um, so those challenges last night, that's class as a block as opposed to a shot on target. Yeah, a, a shot if, on target. If a defender is, is on the line and blocks it, is that a block or is that a shot I, on no, target? I, well, I would say that's a shot on target. I, I, I think, yeah, I think if, it, point, if yeah. it's blocked, it's, 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 it's a not. differential, isn't it? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. as I say, it's not it's not a save if the defender does it on the line no. unless it, it does. It's a red card, but. Um, yeah, just it just interested me. I I, I didn't even realise the block bit, and that's so so obvious when you see yeah. that, isn't it? But hey, let's put it out there yeah. to uh, all the statisticians that are yeah. listening and analysts: is does it count as a shot on target if it's blocked on the line by a defender, or does it have to be the goalkeeper? Yeah, thank you. That's the question, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But great defending by by Hull. Yep. 41st minute, Twine delivery is very good and a header at the back post is well blocked onto the post by Max O'Leary, then cleared off the line by Cam Pring. That was real heart-in-the-mouth moment, Rob, that one. Um, Max gets his body big, jumps in the air, almost Schmeichel-esque, and it hits him and goes onto the post and you just think it's going to dribble in <laughs> with our luck. But uh, yeah, it doesn't and we we live to fight another day. Yeah, I think I think the uh, the max thing is the the key thing in all of it. Um, difficult to see what was going on straight away, and yeah, you thought, oh, this has got to, this has got to fall over the line. Um, it, it was a cracking free kick, um, and and obviously Twine had another dangerous one later. Yeah. But I've, I've been watching the mission to Burnley this week. Yeah, good. And man. Scott Scott Twine, this was obviously last season. Scott Twine was on loan to them. I think last week, last year, or or signed by them. Signed one yeah, from um, but he, he had a lot of injuries at the beginning of it, of the season, yeah. and he came and he came back in off the bench, and his first game off the bench was a free kick like the one he had last in the second half later on, and actually he scored, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so when I saw him lining up for Hull, I thought that oh god, there's there's a real player there, and and they have made some really good. He's he's signed the signings. He's signed permanent, isn't he as well? What for Hull? I think so. Yeah, I'm sure. Right, I okay. it was permanent. Yeah. I thought he was on loan from Burnley. Is he right? Okay, I might, I yeah. might be wrong. I thought I perhaps that is it. I saw they'd signed him, but I thought it was a perm. But yeah, um, but yeah, you're right, Rob. I I I haven't watched the Burnley. Doc. In fact, I haven't I have watched any of these. The no, they, well, this is or the first I need Newcastle. To, yeah, this is the first one I've done, Yeah, have you yeah, not done the rest of one either? Four-year deal. Yeah. It is a four, I thought he'd signed Perm, yeah. Yeah. Which, that that's... Oh, no, sorry. Sorry, I'm reading an old one. That's Burnley yeah. signing uh, him right. from MK Dons on a four-year uh, deal. Right. I can't imagine they were letting go early, because it was no. only last season. So Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's on loan from Burnley yeah. to Hull. Yeah. Um... 
But yeah, he's he's a real danger, and that was that's the sort of free kick when you get an attacking free kick. That's exactly what you want. Season yeah. long. Um, Set, Is it season set, long limb, right? Yeah. Yeah. Set set the panic amongst you. Know, it did exactly what it's intended to do. It's meant to be a real threat. Somehow we kept out and thank you know, thankful that we did. Yeah, absolutely. Uh okay, 45 plus two. It's a very, very late flag. In fact, he's only just put the flag up and we're recording this the next day. <laughs> it was a great burst forward from Jason Knight. He shoots, it's blocked, it falls to Naki Wells who scores. Um, now, there, there's replays out there, but not from a good enough angle. Um, your thoughts, Matt, on that one? Obviously, it's up down the other end for you, but... Yeah. Um, did you, well, you, you probably did celebrate because the linesman didn't put his flag well, up. So you, so you know my mantra. I always look at the linesman. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, there, there was only 408 of us, and I, I will be first to admit we were giving the whole fans some pelters, <laughs> um, as you do. Um, and then I couldn't believe it when he put the flag up. And when I've watched it back this morning, Naki Wells actually goes across towards the linesman, mm. looking at the linesman. He then gives the linesman the thumbs up because yeah. he hasn't put the flag up. Then he puts the flag up. And I know Lee has talked about it being in the earpiece and everything else. I don't get that decision. I don't mm. get how the linesman can flag that late. Because if he thinks it's a shot from Knight and Naki Wells is offside, he puts the flag up. It hits the defender. I'm not sure how much of it was a block and deflects. So is that then phase two? And in which case, Naki Wells wouldn't have been offside because it was the defender. So I really didn't get it. I, I thought it was a scandalous decision. I really did last night. So so I've got I've got a, a take on this. And it's Lee Paul, isn't it, who's our expert yes. on this? Yeah, he's but, a ref, he's a ref, yeah. Yeah, so so this is this is how I understood it and how I saw it. When when Knight shoots, and what a hell of a run, by the way. Let's let's not forget that absolute belting run, almost similar yep. to Alex Scott. Um now when he shoots, my gut instinct straight away tells me that Wells is in an offside position. Agreed. At the, mo- at the moment he shoots. Agreed. Yeah. Now I would totally there. I was like, well, he hadn't put the flag up. He hadn't put the flag up. He hadn't put the flag up. He's not going to put the flag up. And then he puts it up. So what I've, what I've read and heard since, and I think you're totally right, Matt, I think what then happens once the ball's in the net is because they are mic'd up, I think the ref and the assistant lines, the assistant referee, are having a conversation. And from what I understand, this next bit is all about the rules and the rules are whether the touch from the defender is intentional right okay. so and and that's as you know that's as vague and ambiguous as you like and yeah. i still don't even understand what that means but it but it's either because <laughs> I mean, he he's, he's intentionally it's, it's trying to block it or yeah yeah it's intentional in that he tried to block the shot and therefore he's got a touch but he's not passed the ball to wells to make it anything I guess it, if it, other if it, than it, the original shot that's what it, i understand if yeah. it's if it's shot at him and it hits him on the ass and goes off to wells then that's unintentional yeah and it and wasn't I think, and well, I think it wasn't that was it he, it was yeah. a shot and and I guess I'm not. He doesn't 
play it necessarily, does he? He's yeah. trying to block it, you know. So I just felt it was the way that, especially yeah. watching it back now, Naki gives the thumbs up, <laughs> yeah. and it's then like, can I celebrate? Sorry, yes yeah. or no? I um, think maybe, maybe Lee's, Lee's point him. last night is about getting the right decision, and we all yeah. want that. Yeah. Um, but I would rather that the linesman put his flag up. And then they have the discussion, and mm. the ref then sort of says, "Do you know what I mean? It should, it should be that way around for me." But that, yeah. that was almost a little insight into what VAR might do to us. Yeah, um, I, I but... don't, I don't want it, Patch. I really no, don't want don't. it on that basis because oh, it's so slow, isn't it? it? It's one of those yeah. things you look at. As I say, I always look at the linesman. You don't see the flag go up. You're celebrating. Mm. You can't do that with VAR. You know, very and, and... rarely does that happen. That it goes exactly. Up so late. And I must admit, yeah. I didn't, I didn't celebrate. Because I couldn't, you know, I, I didn't think it was onside initially on yeah. my on, in yeah. in real time. Well, Naki looks surprised, and the fact that he goes across the linesman tells you what everything, doesn't it? But mm. it was just the way that it was delayed, and yeah, okay. and the fact that I'd celebrated loudly at a couple of young kids <laughs> could, could have done without that. <laughs> oh Jesus! Right, the halftime summary by Rob, sponsored by our bespoke quizzes. And Rob, uh, you, you, we've already did a little bit of a shout out for that this morning, but um, just very, very briefly, what makes Rob our bespoke quizzes different to any other quiz offering? me uh no um so so basically it's um the the notion is is i'm sure we've all been to a lot of pub quizzes and stuff like that and they they can sometimes feel a bit tired and the same old format same old questions doing the rounds um so probably from the start of lockdown i just started to think let's try and elevate what that quiz experience is and make it a bit more fun a bit more interactive um and actually rather than turn up with something pre-prepared you actually what i'm trying to do is create and host something that's tailor-made for the specific occasion or for the specific client so speak you know have that consultation with the person who's wanting to arrange it find out a bit more about their audience where they want to pitch it what sort of things they'd like do they want different themes certain rounds and then apply a, a style that i'm developing at the same time to sort of give it some sort of brand identity. Mm. So yeah, it's, it's just been really flexible, but as I said, trying to make it a bit more fun and unique each time rather than, oh, I've just downloaded 10 questions from the internet and I'm yeah. going to read them out. Excellent. Good stuff. Well, thanks for this lengthy halftime summary. I'll take a deep breath. <laughs> Dent Magic, your Bristol-based car body repair company. Visit us at Cribs Causeway or Central Bristol, or we can even come to you with our mobile service at your home or workplace. Have you got a scuff, scratch or dent on your vehicle? Dent Magic can fix them all. If you need the magic touch for your vehicle, visit www.dentmagic.net to get your quick quote online today. Right, so a bright start much more on the front foot than of late but having not really created anything of substance some sloppiness in midfield and we're swiftly cut open and one nil down we then rode out a five ten minute spell of them looking threatening and creating more half chances to gain the upper hand again the major difference being however was a failure to take our chances with both Sykes then Williams sending glorious chances over the bar when it was surely easier to score 
a late scare in the half with a twine free kick, which we eventually scrambled away. And then finally, a big moment of controversy on the halftime whistle with Wells finishing from a partially blocked shot from Knight after an impressive driving run. My instinct said it was offside, but our celebrations had almost ended by the time the assistant referee put his flag up. A tough blow to take when overall, with a bit of clinical edge, we have been deservedly level at the break. We need to continue pushing hard and keeping them under pressure, but cannot switch off and must take our chances to get anything from the game now. Any problem with that halftime summary, Matt? I think you're spot on. Absolutely spot on. Just because he's on. Right. 46th <laughs> minute. Uh, Sykes gets right to the byline and fires it across, but it's cut out for a corner and cleared for another corner. Much better delivery on the second one, right onto the head of Knight, and he can't quite get enough direction on his header. Matt, I think this is the one that you were talking about earlier when we were talking about Knight's headers. And yep. it was a, the first corner wasn't great from Naismith. The second one was much better. <laughs> Um, well, I don't know what's going on about I'm that. Laugh, I'm laughing because um, I was sat with your brother and your, your nephews um, last night, and I said to Toby on that next one, I said, Uncle Patch is going to be going crazy <laughs> at that. Yeah, <laughs> so, I was. I yeah, was. It, it wasn't great, but the night one, obviously, it was at our end in um, this season because of how many we took, there was netting in between. Um, the away fans and the home fans, but we didn't have the middle block. So we were actually more to the left. So it was right kind of on our angle um, and thought it was a goal all day long because it was such a good connection. Uh, the keeper was rooted. Um, yeah. And, and just not, not on target, but great, great effort from him. Great effort. Yeah. Good leap, great cross um, pace, which we talk about. So, yeah. And Sykes as well. He was bang up for it when he came out second half. And he, I love it when they get to the byline and then they've got options. He's clearly looked up um, and, and was trying to pick out uh, pick out a, a pass. But yeah, it got a corner out of it. Yeah. Um, 61st minute, it's 1-1. One, one. Uh, Knight feeds Sykes, crosses the ball superbly for Wells to slot home. Great build-up play, Rob. Really, really liked the driving run forward from Knight again. And the ball from Sykes, he had to thread it through two defenders and the keeper, and it was inch perfect, and Wells isn't going to miss from there. No, I totally agree. And I, I think that only works because Sykes has played it first time. The 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 angle The angle is there. It's it's harder for him because he's not got the security of taking a touch and all all of those kind of things. Um, and, it, and if anything, Knight's ball was good, but it could have been better. So it almost put Sykes slightly wider than where he originally was, but he was still able to play that first time pass. And and the pass made the goal, like you say. Yeah. Wells couldn't couldn't miss, but. As you say, Knight again, he was the one pulling the initial string. It's the the assist of the assist. Um, contribution, we call it. What's that? Contribute? Yeah, key contribution. Key, key exactly. con yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was a really, what we talked about or what I talked about in the first half with Hull's goal, being clinical and sharp and incisive, that was exactly that. And it just yeah. goes to show, doesn't it? And Matt, did you celebrate that one? Uh, on yes. on the goal or waiting for the line? No, on, on, I, so I look. I did immediately look at the linesman because um, I As think did that, Naki Wells. They're always one of those, aren't they? When when the the attacker sort of you know running in on it like that, you do think, oh, was he in front or whatever? And again, watching it back this morning, patch when you Naki Wells's run is 
textbook in terms of the defender looks at him and he runs to go forward and then spins and goes in behind him. So the defender's anticipating that front sort of foot challenge. It's behind him. He tucks it away. Um, yeah, it was it was brilliant. Um, and even listening to, uh, sorry, just thinking back to that first one, again, driving home because I wanted something to listen to. I was listening to um, Gary Hours. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> the commentary from Gary Hours on that <laughs> offside goal is brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, um, no, but, fantastic. Yeah, and, and then for the goal as well. Um, and it's, it's worthwhile saying, actually, that, yeah, from a, a Radio Bristol point of view, they do a cracking job. And when, when Gary's on there, and Chris as well, but Gary in particular, Gary kicks and heads every ball, doesn't he? And it's like he's playing the game. But yeah, and, great. And, and that's 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 what we want as well. It's like listening yeah. to a fan commentating. It, it, exactly. I really used to like um on Sky Sports when they had that alternate fan commentary. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. remember what it was called now. Fans yeah. corner. It was a or fan something. cam or something. Or something, something like, like that. that. But yeah. you could you could press the red button and select whether you wanted like commentary yeah. on that or no commentary or commentary yeah. from whoever it was doing it, Martin Tyler or whatever. But it's exactly well exactly some that. of the some of the YouTube clips you see um with because they're obviously there are podcasts that 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 um broadcasts or during the, the game and stuff. Um and some of the clips you see where you see a fan giving it, oh, yeah, get in there. <laughs> Hang on. He's Hang outside. on. Oh, he's going <laughs> to VAR. Hang on. <laughs> but yeah, no credit to, to Gary on that. But your your point, great goal and, and Rob, as you say, it was an incisive move. I think you're right, Rob. There was a it there wasn't quite enough on the ball. So Sykes got a hurry to get to it and play the first time ball. So probably didn't really have much thinking time. Whereas I think in the first half, we were a little bit chopped back inside. We over it a few crosses. That was perfect. Absolutely right. perfect. I go back to what I said at the very start around team selection. Yep. It seems to be at the moment, Cornick or Sykes in that yep. position. Sykes is a winger, Cornick yep. a striker. So it offers you completely different. Absolutely. Well, we, we've not seen a Cornick cross like that. And that was probably the fifth cross of the of the day from Sykes yeah, like that Sykes. yeah no Sykes I thought had a, a really good game um but you're right Patch it's it's the difference between a natural wide player as opposed to a striker who plays wide now yeah. on saying that probably two of our best crosses of the ball in fact three of our best crosses of the ball are Naki Wells Sam Bell and Tommy Conway um, you know, we've seen all three of those put in absolutely unbelievable crosses. But yeah, Sykesy, um Rob was right to call it out. It was a great, great ball. I'm just going to make a, an observation that I remember thinking earlier in the game, and it and it comes back to around the time that, that Hull scored. And we did have a lot of crosses earlier. Yep. But what I can remember thinking is there's a lot of crosses that aren't really picking anyone out. There, there, there's a lot of well, if I get the cross away, I've done my job. Yeah. Rather than actually deliberately or taking the care to now that could be the runs aren't good enough, it could be the balls in aren't good enough. But I, and when Hull scored, it was like, well, there you go, that's how you do it. And when we did it second half with that goal, that's how you do it. So I think there's still a lot of work to be done, not just on crossing for crossing's sake. And you talked about cutting back Matt and I, I get that. I think I think when you do the early cross, you're doing it invariably into the a dangerous area, maybe behind a defense. But when you've got a crowded area and you're just you're just putting it up and you do only have a, a wells in the middle, what what are you really expecting to get out of it? 
So, so I think there needs to just be a little tweak there to consider what our, when we get in those positions, what we're trying to do. Because as I said, if you're just going to lump a crossing where Wells is up against two two big oafs, you're unlikely to get anything out of it. You're just going to lose the ball and maybe you could have made something more out of it. So they, that decisioning around crossing as well is perhaps something we can sharpen up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 63rd minute, a great corner from Naismith goes all the way across, falls to Wells with his back to goal. He hooks it goalwards in a scissor kick motion, but the keeper makes a great reaction save and it's cleared. That was a real heart in the mouth moment again, Matt, on the 63rd minute. Um, Wells wheels away to celebrate without seeing it go in the net. <laughs> we, we thought it was in. We thought it was in. Um, and obviously, I've, I've not I've not actually seen that chance back. Um, this morning but from from first time viewing it looked like he's hooked it over his head and the keeper's just sort of flung an arm a body part out and makes a save cracking save um yeah cracking save um and Naki Naki clearly thought he'd scored and we we th- thought we were on top in yeah I mean at that stage it felt like we we would go on and get the three points 67th minute twine free kick is a knuckleball type free kick and Max does well to fist that one over. It was moving a little bit in the air and he tips it over the bar. Straight up the other end and Naismith plays an excellent ball to Bell. It was like a reverse pass with his outside of his boot. It was fantastic, a bit of skill and plays out to Bell on the right-hand side. He has a chance to pull it back to Williams, but opts to take it on and loses out. That was... um, Rob, I don't know if you picked up on that one, but Williams seemed to be on the edge of the box with no one around him and a chance to to, to take a shot. But I think Sam tries to get a little bit further on and, and loses the ball. I think, yeah, I think it was, um, and, and it happens a lot. I think he was a case of being caught in two minds and then and then you end up doing neither. Um, so you, you've got his probably striker instinct telling him to do one thing. And then, like you say, with a bit more composure, maybe sees Williams. Then he's thinking, oh, should I do this? Should I do that? And whilst he's thinking, he's he's lost mm. it. So, again, I think that just, that's something that comes with experience. You, you, you've just got to go through those things. He is, Sam is still raw, he, but the thing is, he's a threat. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's why you have him on the pitch. So, I think, I think you can excuse him. You'll get those frustrations. But over time, you'd like to see that incision and decisiveness just lift up a little bit. He's one of those players, and Patch, I think you said it after we joined the Birmingham game. I can't recall too many players that can take the ball on the run like he does, um, which is why a couple of times last night when he opted to kind of chop inside and control it rather than do what he did and go outside and put the cross in. But yeah, he, he, it's, it's game experience, isn't it? You know, I mean, what's he played Sam Bell in terms of number of games? You know, what? I don't know. Less than 50. Yeah, it's got to be, hasn't it? So from that point of view, he's only going to get better. Um, just the wrong decision, yeah. And and he's probably, to be fair, the way we've been playing, at least 50% of the games, he's probably not expecting midfield runners to be on the edge of the box. No, no, because absolutely. Because they, they, they haven't been. Yeah, 40, 45. 45 offences, is it? Wow, okay. Yeah. Um, and, and Bell was out on the right then, Matt. Was that just a case of he found himself there because of the yeah. attack or was there a swap? Or Well, so I think it was. 
And then he noticeably for what felt like five, ten minutes, probably closer to five, was playing centrally and Naki had gone out left. Yes. So whether there was a switch or whether it was, as you say, passenger play meant that he was there and then they just kept their shape for that period. Not quite sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, 70th minute Hull are in with Connolly. uh, And that is a fantastic save from Max O'Leary in a one-on-one position. Um, 70th minute is 1-1. And Max, Max, that's as good as a goal, Rob, that one. Yeah, this is going to sound really negative to Max. It's not meant to be, but it was a poor finish. Um, What Max has done is he's done, he's come out and, oh God, I can't believe we're going to mention Schmeichel twice in a (laughs) podcast, but he's done that. He's done the sort of star star jump thing, hasn't he? Um, But in actual fact, the ball's hit him in his belly. So it's right at him. So, you know, I, I suppose the only credit, well, not the only credit, the credit you give Max is he's done what he should have done, which is to try and close it down. He, Connolly was in acres of space and it was fairly central. So Connolly should be scoring. Um, Max hasn't uber-charged at him. He, he's just sort of held his ground, really. Um, and, and he could have had to do more, put it that way. Mm. Uh, I don't think Connolly asked the question. I get what you're saying, but I think he's being very, very harsh on Max O'Leary there. Matt, can I get your take? I think your keeper's got to be there. and I do absolutely get what Rob's saying, but I think he's got to be in the right position. Um, and I, I think I think Max last night made some saves that kept us in the game. So from that point of view, yeah, you know, and Rob's saying he's not being critical of him. No, I, I, know. I know what he's saying. Yeah, from a finished point of view, I'm sure the striker... The, the player he, would have felt, but by him coming out, it. making himself yeah. big, he's, exactly he's put that. that doubt in his mind of Christ. Exactly where am I going to put yeah. this? Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe he had a little, he had a little bit too much time. And again, we got it was. I think, and sorry, Patch, you may have said it. I think it was through a, a poor Viner pass through that they broke. Um, but he had quite a bit of time to go through on mm. as well, and so that probably plays. But but Max, it's, it's very easy to get your angle wrong there. Yeah. that opens up the whole goal for him to be able to sort of Thierry Henry slide it in kind of thing. So, yeah, I, th- I thought it was a good save. Uh, the, the we saw th- the, sorry, I was going to say, on. the ball through was the worrying bit because it was yeah, remarkably was away, easy. Yeah, wasn't he? He was yeah. Away. yeah, and it was it was through and Viner was done just yeah. purely based on that pass. And you've obviously got to give credit to the pass, but you wouldn't equally from a defensive point of view. You don't it want was, to end up. Easy, it's okay. too easy. There was another one yeah. that George Tanner had played just sort of earlier or had missed the challenge. He'd come in. You can't, there are certain areas of the pitch and knowing what's behind you as well as in front of you. But when you make that challenge, if you don't get it right, you're so exposed. And that was a, a, an absolute case in point. Yeah. Um, it was way too easy to go through like that. For me, that was um, one of Max's best performances in in some time last night. He there was shades of like Frankie Fielding coming out with that one to one. That was his specialty. There yep. was shades of you know like a Mayampa coming out to claim the ball really well. Shades of Smichael we've already mentioned three times, and <laughs> and uh, yeah, there was obviously a couple of occasions where I thought his distribution was much better. I think one time he played a pass out to Viner. 
that put him under pressure and then led to a chance for um for Hull. But yeah, one of one of his best performances for a while. I'm waiting to hear the rating for for Max. We'll, we'll, it was it was accomplished. I think yeah. that's what you'd say. It was it was a good all round, tidy, solid performance, wasn't it? Seventy sixth minute. Uh, we've got two changes. We've got Cornick on for Wells and Taylor Gardner Hickman on for Tanner. So I think Ta- Taylor went on in Tanner's position. Cornick for Wells. It was basically like for like, wasn't it? Cornick played through the middle, Matt. In the main. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 He did. Yeah. yeah. And then Vyman for Bell shortly after. Um, so Vyman went into what position? In for Bell, straight in? Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, to, to be completely honest yeah. with you, it's kind of... Didn't have a chance to... Almost to... run out of passage of play. Yeah, what he, happened? I, what happened to Vyman? Well, it was his heel. It was his heel again. So this, this, and I'm, I'm not even going to begin to say what they've said it is. Plantar um, phagitis or something? Yeah, I don't know if that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, that sounds sounds like a different. Area yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, sounds like he, he sounds like he wouldn't have that, but yeah. Um, but Nigel Pearson's come out and said that is is his heel again. Um, to be fair, I was a little a bit uh, critical is the wrong word, but sort of what what are we doing in terms of um, testing beforehand. Ozzy, you know, literally walked on the pitch, not even in a challenge, and has had to go go off. Well, he went through but sixty Nigel minutes, Pearson didn't he? Played sixty minutes in the the under twenty ones, has trained all week, so there was no reason to suspect there was a problem. Now, whether I don't know if the pitch was hard, soft, if that has the impact on it, who knows? But different, different you would intensity ima- levels. Yeah, as well, I think exactly, Rob. It could could be that, couldn't it? it could be so something. He was literally just, just running, off. running for yeah. the ball, was he? And- yeah. And, and immediately I, I said to, to, to Jude, Vyman's gone. He's gone here. And, um, he, he kind of went went down. Then he kind of got back up. Then obviously the treatment came on and he was sort of led on his front in the ground. And then he got up again and started walking, admittedly over towards the dugout mm. area, but not off the pitch. So you're then thinking, was is he going to try and play on? Because there's clearly no way he can. And, he, and obviously he, they made the change. He's so, they could see it in his face. He was oh my God, he was devastated. Devastated. Yeah, playing. And, and but... you would think, Patch, that will be a, a sustained period out um, with something like that. Is it just rest that will cure it, or is he likely to need an operation? I don't know. I don't know enough about the injury. Well, I think Nigel said after the game that it's something that can't be operated on. Um, right. Okay. Uh, so it's a it's a more rest and yeah, and hope for the best. But fantastic. I think he I looked. Mean... Ang- I think he, as well as upset, I think he looked angry. So, I don't know if he's angry that he's pushed himself or he's angry that he's been pushed in. Oh, he wouldn't have been. I don't clearly can't be happy with the assessment. I don't know, Rob. I, I, it's one of those for me. I always think the the player must have final say. Mm. Um, and so I, especially a player like Andy Vine. Yeah, and and I think with his experience and knowing what it could mean, I would be absolutely amazed if. It was a you know a club kind of saying, "Now nah, go on, push through it." Or yeah, it's not I, the 70s. I, no, exactly. Um, so okay, I would be seen... surprised. But you're, you're right; it could be that perhaps you saying about his enthusiasm, wanting to play. You know, we we've all probably been in situations where you've kind of gone, "No, no, no, no I'll, I'll be all right to go." And you know, yeah, don't worry, I can go and watch the city, even though I've got a broken leg and on crutches. And, <laughs> um, 
So maybe there's an element of that that he pushed himself. So you might be right, Rob. It might be anger at himself. But it does raise a question, though, for me, that I think if there's any funds available from a wage point of view, however we want to do it, whether we can have a a charity kickabout and get some more money in the coffers. But (laughs) I I genuinely think we need to be looking at a forward because I think Vyman's going to be out probably for, you would imagine, a good six weeks, two months to, to give it proper rest if that's what's needed. Yeah, a real shame. I feel devastated for Andy Vyman. Yeah. Um, 80th minute, Roberts comes on for Vyman, um, and we get to see him playing a bit further forward. Uh, TGH, as we're going to call him, got booked for a lunging tackle, but he actually won the ball on, uh, Did he? on, on the replay. Yeah, so yeah. probably shouldn't have been booked. But good, you know, good to see him involved. Uh, 87th minute, a good burst forward from Cam Pring. But his pass to, to Roberts on the overlap was just too heavy, Rob, wasn't yeah. it? And and with three minutes to go, plus, you know, what we six minutes injury time, that was a great chance to get Roberts to the byline, whip a ball in, and who knows what happens. Yeah, it was, um, you'd, you'd put that one down to tiredness, really, because he'd done all the hard work to get himself up the pitch. And it was just a clumsy pass. You know, it, it was an easy pass to make, really. Um, but I, I think maybe it's just tiredness. And and you mentioned about TGH being unlucky with his booking. Spring also made a brilliant challenge, probably about a quarter of an hour before that. That was it wasn't booked, but given a free kick, and it was mm. <laughs> he was a bit he, he was a bit unlucky on a lot of occasions because he made some very good tackles, but Seem to get blown up for fouls a lot. Um, but yeah, with that one, I th- most uncharacteristic of campering, I would suggest. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 89th minute, Mimetti comes on for Sykes. Uh, interesting one, that one for me, Matt. I mean, you actually, you did say that Sykes... It's, it, it's Sykes injured. Or, yeah, he right. did. Yeah, he, Sykes... Um, like I said, I don't know if it was cramped. Well, I don't think it was cramped because normally right. a player would, you know, um, get a, a, a teammate to stretch him or what have you. But yeah. he signaled to the bench straight away. Yeah. Okay. Well, in which case, that's absolutely you know expected. But yeah, I, I didn't didn't realize that at the time. I thought, right, then we got momentum here. Why are we making a substitution? Yeah. Uh, six minutes injury time. Max called into action again. Um, and a great tackle from Pring on Christie. I think that might even be the one that you're you're talking about, uh, Rob, on on the sort of halfway line ish to put it was out. It for given, a was it given as a free kick? I can't remember. Can't remember. Yeah. But yeah, they're still still fighting. Ninety second minute, Harry Cornick picks up the ball on the left, takes it, takes on his man, cuts it back, shoots hard and low, and it's saved. But Fantastic match from Harry Cornick there. And we saw his cameo, if you like, at Millwall and praised it. The, the throw-in came in that went, that wins the game and he kept the hold the ball up. And that is exactly what we want to see from Harry Cornick. He, he gave, and I think it was it was Alfie Jones who I talked about, he gave him a, a clean pair of heels in, and raced in. And it was one of those moments, and again, not, well, as it was, not with hindsight, because he didn't score. But I'd said probably 60 minutes Cornick's going to come on and get the winner here you know that don't you <laughs> so when he's racing through I genuinely thought here we go um I I I like Harry Cornick um I know he gets a lot of stick and there's a lot of fans fans around me last night saying he's just not good enough he's not it you know the level he doesn't look like a footballer um 
I just think he needs he needs a run. He needs the confidence that that kind of performance last night would give him. But playing in a position that best suits him, and and that central one, I, I said it the weekend. Centrally, I think he's better suited for that. Um, maybe could have picked a pass out, but I think when you're going into the area like he was last night, you've got to take the shot on, haven't you? You've got to look for it. So. Yeah. I mean, obviously, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but he probably yeah. should be lifting that one. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was the execution wasn't wasn't great, but do you know what was what was nice? Patches that we then had a couple of throw-ins, um, mm. which obviously he took, and we started the the Magnuson clap. clap. Cornick's face; he was absolutely loving it, smiling, mm. and he seems like a. And this isn't a reason to play a put a player in the team, but he seems like a really good bloke, and and probably his teammates like him, which is always a good thing as well. So I I I think Cornet can still have quite a contribution this season, yeah, and I, I might be in the minority, um, but I really do. But it's interesting you say about, and I completely agree. Playing him through the middle it, yeah. it is is his best position, but on this occasion he's picked it up on the left of the free almost position. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was, it was kind of wide, wouldn't he? It, it, nearer the sort of halfway line yeah. and such, but yeah. And, and as I said, not, you know, everyone, I, I saw a quote this morning um, about football opinions and I'm not going to repeat it, um, but everyone's got a football opinion. Um, so those that don't rate Cornick, um, not, not a problem with that, you know, we've all got our opinions on it, but I, I'd like to think he will make a contribution this season and not just, for throws, you know, you absolutely wouldn't have him in the team for, for his throw-in. No. But I, I think last night's performance showed a little bit, as did the Millwall cameo when he came on, shows what he can offer from a squad point of view. Mm. Yeah, okay. I, I think people will hit spells of form at different times. You can't yeah. expect everyone to all be in form at the same time. Yes, he hasn't showed up the greatest overall, nor has Mametti yet. But this is still early days. They're... They're, they're both sort of getting bits and pieces of games. Um, they're showing flashes of ability from time to time. That that particular moment last night, I think Cornick wanted to play it back to somebody, yeah. but there was just never a viable yeah, option. So in the end, he had to shoot, and his angle was very, very tight. Of course. But, but of that, course. that first run is, is the classic example of bring on a pair of fresh legs against tiring centre-halves. You know, if they'd have both started that game, Cornick and, and Alfie Jones, that might not have been the same outcome. But the point is, Alfie Jones has got 90 minutes under his legs at that point. Cornick's fresh as a daisy. And, and that's what I think Nigel calls them finishers. That's what that gives yeah. you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 96 minute. It's the second of two good long throws from Harry Cornick. And the ball rolls out to TGH. He shoots with power on target and it's blocked. And uh, the interview after the game with him, uh, again, speaking very well, uh, he he said he hit it almost too clean, uh, <laughs> that one. So rather than taking a placement and bending it in the corner, uh, but yeah, he just drills it hard and low and on target. So it was blocked and 1-1, Matt, it's a point. Another point on the board. I think as things stand, we're ninth, but obviously everyone's going to play today. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a point away at Hull. Yeah, and it, it's a, a long way to go. Hull were on the back of two good wins, um, so on on any in, in anyone's definition, that was a good point. Um, and as as you say, 
you know, you, you put your points up away from home, try and get your victories at home, and then, you know, you, you're going to be at the right end of the table, aren't you? So um, I think the only disappointment was we we probably did deserve the three on the on the balance. I really do. In, interestingly, from a stats point of view, what surprised me was the possession stats. I felt it was a lot closer than it actually was given. Um, and again, in and around us, we, we thought that. But it probably goes back to that point of when Hull had it, it was kind of across the back um, and not really threatening, whereas ours was much more of a tempo and forward thinking that makes you feel like you've got more of the ball because you're doing more with it. So, yeah. Okay, a couple of tweets before you get to your ratings, Matt. So fire up the spreadsheet. Bristol, Del Boy, huge improvement. Bristol City performance, neat and tidy in possession. Moved the ball quicker as well. Created good chances. Would have taken a point pre-match, definitely. But we should have won as the better team, especially 15 minutes either side of halftime. Jason Knight, outstanding. Uh, Text from Dr. Dean. Bristol City bounced back this evening with a creditable creditable point at Hull with better finishing it could have been three points good performance and great to see Naki Wells bag his first goal this season am I allowed to wish for a striker before the transfer deadline day we covered that Ooh. point I think uh so Matt let's come to uh your ratings actually we've got one more scattered dreams three words provided enterprising determined wasteful um so yeah few few tweets selection there to read out but uh let's go to the ratings then Matt Okay, um, and please challenge accordingly. Um, Max, I've gone seven, and I've toyed with six, and I've toyed with eight. And I know you'd say that. I, I actually thought his distribution last night was still a little bit off. Um, and actually, a couple of times, he put us under a bit of pressure with his distribution. You know, when, when it goes out of the halfway line, you can reset and it ain't a big deal. A couple of times, he played them centrally. Um, but on the balance and the saves he made, it was a seven, more of an eight than a six. So happy with a seven? Yep. Good. Okay. You've, justi- you've justified it. Thank you. Um, Cam Pring, Carl Naismith, Zach Viner. So Pringy, Naismith, I went two sevens. Um, again, could have, been, could have been two eights. Both were more of the eights than the sixes. Um, I thought Cam... As the game went on, got forward, but I was crying early on. Why is he not going past his man? Why is we? He, he, he talked about it in the week, didn't he? On his oh. congratulations to Cam on his, his his new contract, but Cam talked about himself flying down the wing and getting crosses in, and he wasn't. He was he was coming back, and it was only as the game went on that he started to go beyond. So, um, but defensively, I thought he looked sound. As you say, he made that 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 good block. So I went seven, but it, it's more of an eight than a six. Matt, can I can I just ask a quick quick thing about the the cam the cam thing flying? It just yeah. occurred to me at that that time. I wonder if that's because Bell is in front of him, and I oh, thought oh, the same thing Bell, actually. Yeah, yeah. Bell Bell is going to be flying away. Yeah. I bet you if Mametti was in front of him, holding onto the ball, then yeah. you'd probably Daddy see goes cam beyond him. That's Bell, good Bell pretty much is only going forward, so maybe that's why we're not seeing that overlap and, and what have you. Yeah, it's an interesting one. And, and he, even on the right-hand side, I think George Tanner's talked about getting forward more and, and putting crosses in, and he doesn't do that. Like he Sykes, might have Cornix there. Well, yeah, yeah. And, and Sykes is not the bomber that Bell is, but obviously he does get forward. So, yeah, good, good point, Rob. 
Um, so yeah, two two sevens for for Cam and Naismith. Zach, I went six, um, and that's unusual really for Zach this season. Um, but again, distribution last night was just off. I don't I don't want to be overcritical of that because he's trying to do the right thing. He's trying to make things happen, but there were a couple last night that were just telegraphed and really poor balls that that could have cost us. So I wasn't going to go five for Zach because um, I thought again defensively was good, but yeah, I went I went six. And also George... that opportunity um, for Connolly that we talked about. Yes, got it. Got in far too easy behind yeah. him. Um, George, and I'm sorry because it was his fifth his appearance, but George, I went five, and and that might seem harsh, but genuinely on the night from where we were, and this is the bit where, and I'm I'm not I'm genuinely not going. Oh yeah, I was at the game and people weren't. I don't mean it like that. But when you're at the nice. game, yeah, I am. But when you're at the game, you can see players' positions, which you won't see on the TV because the camera's obviously following the ball or what have you. But George, and and it might be a tactic. It might be what we're taught what they're taught to do but he he was so far in at times as I talked about earlier on that the kiddie on the wide their wide left had so much time and space um, now George did make a couple of good challenges but as I say there were a couple of times where he got caught I didn't think he did a huge amount going forward um, so I went five but that was literally as I got up first thing this morning so I'll let you boys call it um it's the only five I've got, so that might seem really harsh. So I, I was thinking six personally, but Rob, over to you. Yeah, no, I, to be honest, I, I can only say the same thing that I didn't notice, Matt, that, that there was anything particularly same. off with him. Yeah. I appreciate what you were saying about the wider view, 100%, um, but it didn't, it didn't stick out on what I saw, so yeah. I guess I'd have been happy enough with a six. Okay, Luke. Um, Matty James, Joe Williams, I've gone two sevens. I thought both both played well. Joe, I've seen, a, again, a few people talk about it, um, that he would be the change they'd make and can't sort of play um, or wasn't sort of getting forward enough. Quite a few times last night, Joe was breaking into the box and yeah. didn't get the ball back. Um, I talked about the fact he made the covering run back for their goal, but lost his man, but had actually kind of burst back. Um, I, I thought the two worked well together last night. Matty James got forward a few times as well and, and was on the edge of the box. Um, so I thought those two two played well. Knight was standout for me. Before um, you go on to Knight, so yep. what I really liked about Williams and James and Naismith in the last 10 minutes, yep. when Hull came forward and were breaking, they broke up that play and turned the ball over so quickly, particularly yep. Matty James. There was it was like patch, it was like a brick because I was going to say exactly the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it was like a brick wall. It's like no, right? Yeah. We're about, we're back on the attack. Get the ball yeah. off them. Feed Sykes or or whoever. I, there was a challenge that got made late on, and I think it was Joe Williams. It might not have been. It might have been um, Knight. But well, they won the ball as they were breaking onto us into our mm. sort of third um, great challenge. And you know, I, I Joe Williams is, is, is he's an infectious character. And I like Joe Williams. I'd love to see Joe Williams have a strong um, run in the team, get a couple of goals. If he scores last night with the chance he's had, and he's, he's a midfielder breaking in the box to, to create that chance, um, I'd still like to think Joe Williams will be a, a big player for us. 
I think I'm right in saying this is last year with us this year in terms of his yeah. contract. I, right. I, I don't know at the moment that Joe Williams does enough for me to talk about getting a new contract now. So I, I need to see more of Joe Williams and more of those sort of performances with Matty James last night. I, yeah, um, and I, I really just want to back patch up on what he was saying about Matty James because that was yeah. exactly my takeaway. Yeah. Um, I, I, I find, sometimes I find him frustrating. I think, oh, he's not mobile enough. But but the emphasis, particularly in that period, as Patrick's highlighting, was that I think they call it the low block, isn't it? It's the guy who sits in front of the back four yeah. and stops stuff becoming an issue. And I didn't, I didn't, you know, we all talk about we want a tough tackler. What we were talking and witnessing was tackles. It was yeah. really well timed. Almost people will probably laugh at this. Almost Bobby Moore-esque type timing. You know, it was literally bang, I'm in, bang, I'm in. And, yeah. he, and he was he went through that period, and I'm glad Patch noticed it because that's exactly the yeah, same. Yeah, it was at least three times in the last 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not having the Bobby Moore, but yeah, fair, <laughs> fair enough. I'm trying to give you a visual, <laughs> Matt, that's all. Bobby Ball. Um, <laughs> no, I thought, I thought both were good. And actually, as I say, both, in, in a 1-1, I don't know there would be many eights from that point of view, although it was, a, as I say, it was a good performance. Yeah. Um, and, and if we'd taken our chances, we might have been talking this morning about a 4-1, you know, 4-2, 5-2. So both could have been eights. Night was standout for me last night. I, I, it was just one of those performances that um, everyone was talking about as we were walking out. We're all saying, Christ, he, he looks a player. He's starting to find his feet. Um, and he's got championship championship experience for Derby, but let's be fair, Derby have been through a hell of a run of emotions over the last few seasons, so he wasn't in a strong championship side. Um, last season, obviously, League One, so I, I think we've got a real find on our hands here, and, um, you know, Irish international, um, he, he's he's only going to get better for me as well, so he he was an eight for me. He's got to um, yeah. just. I mean, I don't really see him, seen him a few games, but if he can develop some sort of consistency, yeah, um, and goals because he's yeah. he's a he's a midfielder that will score goals as well. Yeah, brilliant. Um, and then Sykes, I've gone seven for Sykes, but again, he's another one that is more of an eight than a six, so it's a good solid seven. Rob's point about early on, we had a couple of crosses that that kind of flew over. He had one where he did brilliantly to come inside, and then just hit a cross that was so massively overhit it was unreal <laughs> yeah. um yeah. but the, the goal that he set up was excellent um sam bell i went six um some good moments from sam but probably not the the, the cutting edge that you'd want more from him um and then naki i've gone seven the goal obviously but the performance from naki wells as well last night I, I, he I was campaign, everywhere our campaign for an eight for naki wells yeah he's is that is that there is that there? But I've gone, I've gone seven. Maybe, yeah. Rob's going seven as well. So, um, Rob's defiant. I, He's literally I putting now two you, fingers I, up to me. I do get what you're saying, though, Patch. I thought it was a really good performance. He didn't um, stop running all night. I don't know what did, else he could have done other than score and another goal. It's, it's one of those. I'm just, I'm just checking now. He did come off, didn't he? Yeah. Cordic. 
where and, and we said we said about it. It's almost like he's got something written in his contract that he has got. He's he's not allowed to finish the ninety minutes. It's like um, he's like a he's like a National Express driver who once he gets yeah. over a hundred miles, he exactly. Has to yeah, he can't. He's got to come <laughs> off for a rest. He can't do any more than that. Um, and I did an, an interesting comment from someone last night in the Greg that the team flew up, um, and some of them were having to stay over because the pilot had to change. And the pilot that was flying back could only take so many passengers on his what? license. I've no idea if there's any truth in that, but yeah, that was something that someone was showing me last night that that uh, they'd heard. So yeah. So so um, I'm I'm on I'm my own with the eight for Nakuels, am I? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So for and and I guess actually, patch the other thing with that is I think Knight was a point better than everyone else there. Okay. So if if I went eight for Naki, I'd probably be going nine for for night, and I don't think he was a nine. Sorry, Naki, I tried. Yeah, good try. Um, and what I loved as well with Naki's goal, though, he did the cricket bat celebration, um, yeah. it, it in the ball, and then he came over and gave the salute to the fans as well. So <laughs> love Naki Wells, love him. Um, well, the funny thing about that is actually started going the other way. And Sam Bell ushered him over to the city van. He did get the way you're right. He said, "No, that way." Yeah, Go yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was good. Um, and for Nige seven, um, you know, it was it was a a solid performance. Unusually, looking at the ratings, I I kind of felt that that would have averaged at a seven, and it's averaged at a six point eight. Um, oh, Patch's prediction. Exactly right, wasn't I? Is that what you said? Was it six point eight nine? Patch went for. Oh right, well six point eight two. So <laughs> uh, a, a little yeah. bit out, but there you go. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm I'm becoming too uh, too if, obvious. If we'd have given well, if <laughs> we'd have given Wells an eight, we'd have got up six point eight nine for him. Oh, yeah, actually, I, I wonder if he's been counting them, Rob. If that was what yeah. it was, yeah. Yeah. So no, let's no, just, just have a let's just have a little look at that. No, no oh, this... six point nine one. That would have been Rob. So so yeah. you'd have been closer. Yeah I, yeah, I I I predicted that at nine twenty nine last night. Did so. you? Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Right. Uh, so before I forget, I just want to wish Joe Lowe all the best at the Memorial Stadium. Yeah, today. come on, Joe. Come on, Joe. Let's yeah. get that sorted. I'm sure he'll score. He must score. I wonder if um, I wonder if he's a a Rovers fan. Do you know well, that patch? Because obviously Josh, it was born there. born into Rovers, wasn't he? So yeah. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, he must be uh, having spent most of his youth at Bristol City. Um, yeah, he must be more a City fan now, but not entirely yeah. sure on that one. But uh, yeah, all the best to Joe Lowe today. And so Tuesday is Norwich in the Carabao Cup second round, and yeah, it, I think I think he'd like to field the same the same team, and maybe Dicky coming back in, or maybe because it's a cup game, does he? Let Naismith keep the shirt. It's a interesting do you, yeah. Do you do you rest? Um, do you rest Zach Viner from that point of view? Do you rest Knight? Do you, you know, as I say, Sykes? I think probably would be. Is there a risk of playing Matty James and Joe Williams again because of what you've got cover wise? So mm. it's an interesting one, and I, and I I never want to see us lose a game, but it's far more important the Saturday game against Swansea than it mm. is the the Norwich game. Um, but we don't we don't actually have a lot of cover, do we? So you'd expect probably um, Cornick to start, probably Andy King to start. Um, yeah, I don't think any of the youngsters Roberts to start. So yeah, don't know. Um, Max is probably see. still a good thing keeping Max in in between the sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. 
Okay, right, before we go, Rob, you've got a, a shout-out as well for uh, an event at the Ring of Bells, is that right? Yeah, thank you. Um, and, and Matt, obviously you mentioned the uh, charity event, Remind Us, on Sunday. Yeah, so you've got <laughs> the um, the suicide prevention one at Bocco for um, Corey Leeworthy. and Which then is now on one... our Twitter as well. Yeah, and then yeah, there's fair. one on Monday um, for Terry Mitchell at Cadbury Heath, yeah. Yeah, so so mine is also a shout out. It's not it's not football related, but um, a friend of mine, his his brother, is currently struggling really badly with bowel cancer, and um, the treatment that he specifically needs are no longer covered by the NHS. Um, so there's a fundraiser. So if people aren't in the area of Matt's fundraisers, there's a fundraising event this Sunday also at the Ring of Bells in Nailsey. Um, which is a summer party. So there'll be a barbecue auction, uh, various games, Tombola, Bouncy Castle, DJ, lots of stuff, all the family. Um, what they do ask is for things like the Tombola and the, the games and what have you, bring cash for those so that they can be easily used. However, you can still use your card in the pub for the the food and drink and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, really, really worthy cause. And uh feel very sorry for the lad that you know not only has he got bowel cancer but it's it's a rare form that means that he needs really specialist treatment yeah good shout three very important shout outs there right we'll leave it there thanks everyone please do try and get along to to one of those events if you can and follow us over on twitter at 3piapc and we'll be back wednesday thanks for listening take care everyone have a good weekend thank you cheers